It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 19th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, well, uh, the Magic didn't shoot very well. Uh, we'll talk about the Orlando Magic's loss to the New York Knicks. Another poor shooting performance. Another game that the Magic that left the Magic feeling a little bit empty. And of course, a six-game losing streak. We'll talk about that game, plus why this isn't their fault, and who is probably to blame. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all to get check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the New York Knicks and their perspective of things after this win? Check out Locked On Knicks. Want to look ahead to Wednesday's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves? Check out Locked On Wolves. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there's a Locked On podcast for you to search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The simple headline coming out of the Orlando Magic's 91-84 to loss to the New York Knicks is the same headline that it's always been all year long. The Orlando Magic couldn't shoot the ball to save their lives. Some of it was almost certainly the noon tip-off. Uh, noon tip-offs are notorious for being terrible. Ban noon tip-offs. They're awful. No one likes them. I don't like them. But Orlando Magic can't use that as a full excuse. Um, Orlando certainly has struggled offensively this year. There's no getting around it. There's no changing it. There's no denying it. And those struggles were once again at the forefront as the as the Magic shot. Spent most of the first half shooting Worse than 30% from the floor, not even making a you know three out of every 10 shots. They spent most of this game struggling to, to shoot, struggling to kind of keep pace. They ended up shooting just 33.7% from the floor for the game. It's terrible. They shoot 12 of 38 from beyond the arc. They only get to the line 16 times. This is not that that I mean they scored 84 points. This is not a good offense. A lot of the time spent struggling to just kind of get into sets and get quality shots. These are not new problems. I'm not describing anything foreign. We knew the Magic were not going to be a great shooting team, but we certainly expected them to be a little bit better than this. And by a little bit better, probably a lot better than this. And to be the team that they want to be, they will need to be a lot better than this. That's the simple headline, though. That's the easy headline. There's a couple other headlines worth noting and a couple other things worth saying. Because despite all of that, despite all the struggles, despite all the open missed shots, all the bad shots, all the 
all the just gummed up, terrible offense. You know, Nikola Vucevic scored not the first nine points of the game for the Magic. Orlando didn't have anyone besides Vucevic score a field goal until there was about a minute 30 left in the first quarter. I mean, that's the kind of game we're talking about here. Again, noon starts suck. Go, go look up the stats on noon starts around the league. Teams do not play well in noon starts. And I don't want to take any credit away from the New York Knicks. Their defense played very, very well. They're a very energetic defensive team. They are disruptive. They made life hard for the Magic. So I don't want to take anything away from them. They they, they played a, a really strong game on that end of the floor. Although I do think the shooting percentages are certainly you know played off by, uh, by just the Magic just not being a good offensive team themselves. But this was still a game. The Magic, trailing by 12, entering the fourth quarter, rallied. They put up 30 points in the fourth quarter. They put themselves back in position to win the game. In fact, Terrence Ross hit a miracle fling three off a jump ball with two seconds left on the shot clock that gave the Magic a one-point lead. Not only did the Magic have a one-point lead then, after Julius Randle made one of two free throws at the line on the next possession, Orlando had a chance at the lead and actually got a good shot off for the lead that just missed. In fact, down the stretch, there was about a minute 30 left when when Ross had the miracle fling. Ross had a three. Not a great look. Hesitated on on a decent look. Dribbled into into a, a more contested look, actually, that rimmed in and out. Those are the breaks of the game. If that's why the Magic lost, honestly, you can live with it. You can be disappointed, you can live, but you can live with it. But why the Magic felt so despondent and why the Magic felt so bad is they put in, put in a ton of effort to get back into this game. As bad as the offense was, this was one of the better offensive or better defensive performances the Magic have had all year. In fact, statistically, the 94 defensive rating, the 94 points per one of sessions defensive rating, the Magic gave up in this game was the second best defensive performance of the season. If the Magic bring this kind of defensive energy and intensity, the shots are going to fall. And they're going to find themselves at least capable of winning many games. So if, if there's a positive, there's some silver lining, maybe the Magic found it there. Maybe the Magic can play this defense. Now, granted, again, Nick's not a great offensive team either. Not a great shooting team, although they have some shooters, and especially in Reggie Bullock. Um, and the Magic did a good job deflecting and, and stonewalling the paint. Magic put in a great defensive effort. So why is this game disappointing? It's not because of the open shots that they missed. It's not because of the poor shooting, because the Magic still gave themselves a chance to win. The disappointing thing is that the Magic gave up things that they can control. The Magic lost this game because of things that they could control. The Knicks took the lead uh, with about a minute to play in the fourth quarter, when Ken Burch tried to take a charge on Julius Randle, the refs correctly called it a no-call. We'll see what the two-minute report says uh, on Tuesday. Um, and Randle made a layup. Suddenly, the Knicks are up two. Orlando scrambling to get back. And Orlando just, frankly, not able to execute at a high enough level to succeed in these moments. But what the Magic can't do, what the Magic shouldn't do, is what they ended up doing in this game. Down by two, all of a sudden. The Knicks switched up their defensive scheme on Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon drove to his right through the lane, saw a switch that he was not expecting, jumped in the air, 
without deciding what he was going to do with the ball and turned it over. Led directly to an R.J. Barrett layup. The Knicks were up four, and in this game, a four-point lead was darn near insurmountable. Steve Clifford would say after the game, the story of the game was not the poor shooting, was not anything else but the fouling. Orlando with 24 fouls in this game, an uncharacteristically high foul game. Orlando is one of the best teams at not fouling in the league. They entered the game, I believe, as the top team in the league with the fewest fouls committed per game. This is all, you know, Steve Clifford teams are many things. They are highly disciplined. They don't turn the ball over. They control the things they can control. Defensive rebounds, transition points, uh, turnovers, fouls, things they can control. As everyone always says, they don't beat themselves. So if the Magic are disappointed by one thing in this game, it's not the missed shots. They're happy with the opportunity. It seems like at the end of the day, they were happy with the opportunities they got. Steve Clifford even said after the game that he thought for the final three quarters of the game, the Magic played with purpose and played a strong strong offensive game. I wouldn't go as far to say as they played a strong offensive game. There's certainly still many hiccups and many moments where the Magic just could not get into their offense uh, and couldn't and, and were, or were getting into their offense too slowly. But I would agree with this. The fi- take out that first quarter, which was a complete disaster on every level. The Magic didn't play terribly on, on offense. I wouldn't say they played good. But certainly in the context of this game and with the Knicks struggling the way that they were struggling... The Magic did enough offensively to give themselves a chance to win this game. And again, it does come down to making or missing shots. Um, And if the Magic had lost on just making or missing shots, I I don't think everything would feel as bad as it does. But after the game, you could tell guys were a little drained. They put a lot into this game. There is a sense of desperation, it feels like, to get out of this hole, to end this losing streak, and to kind of get back on the track that they know they should be on. Whether you want to believe it or not, the Magic believe they are a playoff team. They have no reason not to believe it. They hold themselves to that standard, most importantly. And that's what's disappointing about this game. Is, once again, they figured some things out. They played a really gritty game. I mean, you go go listen to Lockdown Knicks. I can guarantee you Lockdown Knicks is going to say something to the effect of, this was a gritty win. The Knicks couldn't score. They were struggling offensively. Their defense won them the game. That's Tom Thibodeau basketball. Their defense won when their offense didn't show up. If the Magic had won, we'd be saying the same things. We'd be saying, the Magic defense is back. Orlando proved that they can win without scoring. That when, they, when, when they're not able to make baskets, when they are struggling just to do the very simple things, Orlando still has a chance to win. That's playoff basketball. That's playoff mentality. That's Magic Basketball. If the Magic had won, we'd be saying the same things the Knicks are saying because Thibodeau and Steve Clifford are very close friends. They run very similar ships. They have very similar philosophies. It's, it's, that's, what, that's what this team is trying to do. One, one team was going to get a gritty good win. The other team was going to get a disappointing, frustrating loss where they were asking, what do we need to do to get out of this funk? Because uh, the Knicks, you know, now having won two games in a row after a five-game losing streak, were very much the same boat the Magic were in, in in some respects. So again, the Magic made steps. Um, you know, again, if Saturday was the first time the Magic played with any real spirit um, offensively since Markel Fultz's injury, this game was the first time the Magic played with any real spirit defensively since that injury and really gave themselves a, a, a real chance to win just like they did against Brooklyn. The problem is... At the end of the day, it does come down to making shots. As everyone says, it is a make-or-miss league. 
The Magic will certainly lament mistakes that they made, mistakes that cost them. You know, Nikola Vucic had a technical foul in the fourth quarter that he did not need to take. Um, There were mistakes throughout the game, composure mistakes, frustration mistakes, as this team continues to struggle to get itself out of the hole and, and frankly, to figure out who they are. And they know it. They have to figure out their way to win again. They have to figure out their path to victory every single night, and they're doing it on the fly, unfortunately, in games that count. That's, that's what the Markel Fultz injury has done to this team, is they have to rediscover who they are. And as Josh Robbins of The Athletic wrote in an article that you should definitely read, perhaps the Magic are missing Markel Fultz a lot more than we all thought. Um, you know, again, I, I, I think that is certainly the case. I think Markel Fultz, obviously, having better players helps. I think this team will be helped tremendously by Evan Fournier's return. Like, I, I, I think this will be a completely different team and a completely different offense when Evan Fournier returns, and they need him back desperately. But the shooting isn't what costs them this game. Again, it's a make or miss league. They needed to make some shots. But the Magic beat themselves in a lot of ways just as much as they fought and clawed their way to get back into this one on a night when they didn't have it, when they just didn't have everything that they needed, all the ducks in a row. And so this team is struggling once again. A six-game losing streak, a 91-84 win for the New York Knicks, and two more games on this road trip to try and get things right and try and build, rebuild some momentum before they get a few games at home to kind of catch their breath and try and try and try again. We'll run through the final box score and talk about you know what the problems are for the Magic as they uh, stay in this deep, deep hole coming up here in just a moment. But first, it is time for the conference championship games in the NFL Sunday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship game. The Buccaneers' first NFC Championship game since 2003. We're all cheering for you, Bucks. Check out Locked on Bucks for the latest on them. But if you want to get in on the action, if you want a little skin in the game, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it's the NFL playoffs, college basketball, NBA basketball, or the current headlines in sports, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. They're your online sportsbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. East meets West in Locked On NBA Tuesdays. Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News and host of Locked On Warriors and David Ramil. Host of Locked On Heat, tackle the biggest NBA stories of the day, coast to coast. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcasts wherever you get podcasts today. Let's run through the final box score uh, as the Orlando Magic fall to the New York Knicks, 91-84. to Again, I did watch this game a second time. That was not just a Twitter joke, uh, unlike my first one, which was also not a Twitter joke, but kind of was. Um, I, I did watch this game a second time. 
Um, I, I actually, you know, skipping the first quarter made it significantly more entertaining. Um, I do appreciate good defensive basketball. I thought both teams played some exceptional defense. Both teams missed plenty of open opportunities and plenty of chances um, as well. So I, I don't think this game should go down as such a terrible game or a terribly unentertaining game. Um, certainly, the Magic have to find a way to make some open shots. That's that's just that's just the key. I mean, the the thing that stands out on the box score: thirty three point seven percent shooting for the Orlando Magic, thirty one point six percent, twelve for thirty eight from beyond the arc. Again, just fourteen for sixteen from the foul line. That is that's been a huge issue for the Magic. The other thing that stands out on the box score. Only two players on the Orlando Magic shot better than 50% in this game. That would be Nikola Vucevic, 10 for 16, and Jordan Bone, 2 for 2. Magic just need to be more efficient shooters. They got to be shooting a whole lot better uh, if they're going to come out with some of these wins and scratch out these wins, even with as good defensively as they're playing. They got to find some other outlets. But the guys who played well, the guys at the top of the card played really, really well. Nikola Vucevic, 24 points. 10 for 16 shooting, 2 for 5 from beyond the arc, 14 rebounds, plus 2 blocks. Vucevic has been really good at stopping lobs. Um, against Brooklyn, he stopped several lobs to DeAndre Jordan, stopped a few in this game to Mitchell Robinson as well. So Vucevic is being really active with his hands. Uh, again, there isn't a whole lot more we can say about Nikola Vucevic at this point. He is playing like an all-star. If they're naming an all-star team, he should be an all-star. Um, he's been one of the best centers in the league all year long. He's built upon both his all-star season in 2019 as well as his season in 2020, which I don't think was as good as his 2019 season, but was on par with it. If, if, if anything, just a notch below after he got through the injury in, in December uh, and into January. Um, Vucevic is just doing everything for this team. Uh, you know, he's clearly putting a lot of pressure on himself. Um, you know, he knows that every missed shot from him is a big opportunity missed. Um, you know, especially late in this game, you could see him pressing a little bit. But what I found interesting in this game was, you know, the Magic, you know, unlike the game on Saturday, which I thought was a huge mistake, the Magic did try to go to him and play through him late in game. So I was very happy with that. And they, Magic got good looks off of it. Um, you know, they they tried they tried doubling him a lot more uh, when he touched the ball in the post because, again, they got to dare someone else to beat them. They got to dare shooters to beat them. He made great passes and great reads to get guys open, again, they just got to make the shot or they got to be confident enough to make the shot. That's just a, that's such a huge deal right now is to be confident. Um, Aaron Gordon had a really nice game too. 18 points, did shoot just 6 for 18 from the floor, 2 for 7 from beyond the arc. 17 rebounds, including 7 offensive rebounds. He had several, he had at least 2 occasions where he missed a shot, got his own rebound, tipped it back in. So, you know, he's very, he's very good at kind of leaving it up on the glass, using his momentum to kind of push, not shove, Push, push his defender under the rim too much and to, to collect the rebound. So he's got he's got that nice little move going. And he also added nine assists. Um, almost a triple-double, almost a, another triple-double for Aaron Gordon. Um, he is getting better as a playmaker. I think it's getting better with each game. Um, I think that he's still getting used to it and still kind of learning everything on the fly. And it's very clear that he is. This turnover at the end of the game, he had four turnovers in the game. The turnover at the end of the game was, uh, I, I, I watching it again, it was very, it was very much an inexperienced play. Um, you know, he's not used to having the ball in his hands late in those situations as the initiator, as a pick and roll player. That's just that's never never been a role that the Magic have asked him to do. Um, and so uh, the Knicks switched up their defensive scheme. They were switching a lot on him. They did a very good job, kind of kind of sinking back and, and inviting him into the paint. Uh, and he just got stuck. 
um, and he didn't know what, where to go and what to do, and he, he got caught in the air before he could pass it. He knows full well that he made that mistake, and I think he'll grow from it. I think he'll get better from it, but we're going to see defenses begin to change how they guard him, um, but the Magic need more games like this from Aaron Gordon. You know, again, maybe more shooting efficiency, um, certainly more shooting efficiency, but he was attacking the glass. He did a fantastic job on Julius Randle all game long. I mean, Julius Randle was, had, scored 21 points, 5 for 19 shooting, um, and you take out the fouls. He was 9 for 13 from the foul line. But Julius Randle had to work for every single shot that he got. I thought Gordon did a really nice job on him. Uh, when Gordon was guarding Randle, Randle was not scoring. And so that's a really, really good sign for Orlando. So he did a lot of good things throughout the course of the game. Terrence Ross finishes with 19 points, 5 for 16 shooting, 4 for 8 from beyond the arc. Did a lot of that damage in the fourth quarter. Hit a bunch of threes in the fourth quarter. Kind of got hot. And that's why the Magic were finally able to percolate and, and have some energy offensively. Um, Ross, having Ross just score a bunch of points... Again, you want to see better efficiency for sure. Um, he really, he's still really struggling to just kind of find find his footing again with the groups that he's playing with. Um, but overall, you just good to see Ross put the ball in the basket when he was scoring. The Magic were doing much much better, uh, and and he's just such a vital piece to this team. Other than that, the Magic didn't have any other players score in double figures. So again, you're looking at 37 plus 24. That is 61 of the team's 87 points coming from three players. James Ennis was 5 points, 2 for 6 shooting, 1 for 4 from beyond the arc. Cole Anthony, 6 points, 2 for 12 shooting, 2 for 5 from beyond the arc. He did have 5 rebounds. Um, Anthony played two really nice games over the weekend uh, on on Saturday and Friday. Took a, kind of had a rookie step back in this one, just couldn't get anything to go. He's still shooting a lot of wild floaters. Um, you know, not really sure where to get his shots or how to be on balance when he's shooting those shots. Uh, so that that's something that he's got to continue to work on, continue to work on his timing. But he did hit a couple threes, which was nice to see. Dwayne Bacon, just two points on one for seven shooting. Um, the thing we're learning about Dwayne Bacon, he can get himself to the basket, he can get himself into the paint, but he is not passing it back out, and he is he's either going to be on or he's going to be off on those shots, and, and that's kind of why I think he's in the position that he's in. Gary Clark, Gary Clark excuse me, missed all five of his three-pointers, uh, finished with no points in the game. Again, Orlando shoots 33.7% from the floor, 31.6% from beyond the arc. They turned the ball over 11 times. Uh but you know, but again, they 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 do a good job, kind of keeping themselves in the half court, but not enough, not a good enough job um, making baskets. Of course, Julius Randle with 21 points to lead the Knicks. Uh, R.J. Barrett with 22. Alfred Payton with 12. Emmanuel quickly had 11 points. All I think they were all in the first ha- first half. He did a really nice job, kind of uh, taking advantage of the Magic's second unit defense. Reggie Bullock with 13 points for the for the Knicks. They shoot just 35.6 percent from the floor. 5 for 27 from beyond the arc. If I'm not mistaken, I saw a stat that was being circulated around. The Knicks um, made the fewest three-pointers in a win since uh, 2018, I think or, I think it was, or something like that. Um, it's it very rare to see a team make only five three-pointers and win a game. So again, this was a lost opportunity for the Magic. The Knicks get to the line for 34 free-throw attempts, 24 for 34 from, beyond, from, from the foul line. That's a big difference in the game, and that's all stuff that the Magic should be better at and should be more disciplined with as well. The New York Knicks defeat the Orlando Magic 91-84. to The Magic are now 0-3 on this road trip. They'll head to Minnesota next on Wednesday to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves, a team that is equally struggling with injuries, some COVID issues as well over there. Uh, again, get better, Carl, get better Carl Anthony Towns. We were, all, we're all here for you, bud. Um, and a game that's against a team that is struggling a lot defensively but has a potent offense should be a good matchup. We'll preview that on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Coming up, though, we're going to talk about who's at fault for the Magic struggles right now 
and it goes a little bit more beyond the injuries. We'll get to that coming up in just a minute. But one of the reasons to repair and maintain your car is to save money so that when you can then use it for other important things like mortgage your food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? That's why we trust our pals at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why? Spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. March Madness is a few months away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast, Draft Guru Chad Ford has his first big board of the year out with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast wherever you get podcasts. I know that will interest several Magic fans that kind of want to listen to what I have to say right here. No team in the league is built to sustain the kind of injuries the Magic have had. Um, just, just go back and look at the Golden State Warriors last year. The Golden State Warriors... Didn't have Klay Thompson because of the, the torn ACL. They didn't have Stephen Curry because of a broken hand. And Draymond Green eventually was in and out of the lineup with injuries. A team that had been to the finals for, what was it, four straight years? Won three championships? Suddenly was, or five straight years. Shoot, Warriors Warriors been to a lot of finals. Um, they were suddenly the worst team in the league, uh, earning the number two pick in the draft uh, this, this season. That's how quickly things can fall. And, and every team is subject to the whims of that chance. Uh, several teams in NBA history did, do not have dynasties because injuries derailed them in one way or another. No team is meant to sustain the kind of injuries the Magic have had so far. They're starting small forward or one of their starting forwards out for the year with a torn ACL. They're starting point guard out for the year with a torn ACL. Uh, their best shooter and starting shooting guard out for a prolonged time with back spasms. Several key rotation players like Michael Carter-Williams out with a foot injury or Alfred Camini out with the torn meniscus or Mo Bamba constantly dealing with COVID issues one way or another. It is hard for any team to be down so many key players. 
And when you're a team like the Magic that don't have a true superstar player that can simply take over games, and again, we believe Nikola Vucevic is an all-star in this house, but he is not of that caliber of star, it becomes even more difficult. There is always the chance the Magic season would, the bottom would drop out like it appears to be right now. The team is certainly not strong statistically. They're on a six-game losing streak and, and, and not playing very, very well at this point. There's always the chance that the season could have the bottom fall out, as it looks like it's doing now, um, because of an injury to the wrong player at the wrong time, or some other thing happening. But still, living through it, you know, conceptually understanding that and living through it are two different things. Seeing this Magic team struggle with the same things that we expected them to struggle with. And not having any answer to do the most simple act in the game, to shoot the ball, to make a basket. A team where offense is just consistently so hard. I can tell you the Atlanta Hawks last year had a worse offensive rating than the Magic. No one thinks the Hawks' offense is worse than the Magic's because they have Trey Young. They have Kevin Herter. They got, they got some players. The Magic simply got hit with the injury bug in all the worst places, at the places where they were the most weak. And they don't have an answer to bounce back. Regardless of injuries, regardless of anything else, the season's expectations were to make the playoffs. And they still are. But whenever there's struggle, whenever there's difficulty, and if the Magic are unable to achieve that goal... We have to account for why things failed. Why the team didn't take the steps that they wanted to take. And yes, context matters. Injuries matter. Would the Magic have been a better team? Would the Magic be uh, in a better position if Markel Fultz never tore his ACL? Absolutely. Would the Magic be in a better position if they had Jonathan Isaac right now? Absolutely. Would the Magic, even with all that, the moment Evan Fournier steps back onto the court, I have very little doubt the Magic will be a better team. But the question is, when will Evan Fournier be back? And how far are the Magic going to fall before he gets back? What you see a lot of times with teams when they lose rotation players or even when they lose their star players is they find their level. There are still things that they can rely on and they can do, and once they figure that out, they're able to do them. And it's all because of what I like to call the margin for error. A team has a margin for error. How well they can play and still win quality basketball games or win NBA basketball games. The Magic played a great defensive game on Monday. They didn't win. That's ultimately what you're judged on in this league is whether you win or lose. And, you know, again, in the course of a long season, yeah, there might be some games you played well enough to win and you didn't. There might be some games you played poorly and you still won and on, on balance those will average out the Magic played a strong game defensively they, they got back to their identity and I think what was as gutting as anything else is yes the mistakes that the Magic were regretting but also the fact that the Magic felt like they did the thing that they are most known for and it wasn't enough the bottom line is this We've known for a long time that the Magic needs shooting. We've known 
for a long time that this is not a team that can space the floor. That offense is a constant struggle. And we know in this league, defense is getting more and more difficult. Teams and their offenses are becoming so sophisticated that they can rip apart even great defense. And that defense is almost about how many times, you know, again, just how many times you can stop them more than they can stop you. You need a good defense, don't get me wrong. But there are certain players and certain plays, especially at the highest levels, where it's not about how good your defense is because the offense is that much better. What we're seeing around the league is this premium on shooting, and the Magic have consistently ignored it. Yes, they drafted Chumo Kiki, who was projected to be a good shooter. He's out with an injury. Yes, they drafted Cole Anthony, who was, again, projected to be a good shooter. Might still be, but he's struggling to shoot from beyond the arc, shooting less than 20% in the early part of the year. At this point, the Magic's only reliable three-point shooters. The only three-point shooters that defenses can truly respect are Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross. Sure, Steve Clifford says James Ennis is a good three-point shooter. The numbers don't necessarily back that up. Gary Clark, in theory, can be a good three-point shooter as a stretch four. The numbers definitely don't back that up. The Magic have encouraged Nikola Vucevic to be a three-point shooter, and he has rewarded them for that. But Aaron Gordon's never taken the step with his three-point shooting. And yeah, Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac aren't exactly known for three-point shooting either. What we're experiencing with the Magic right now during this six-game losing streak when injuries have hit this roster hard, what we are experiencing right now is a team that is being stretched beyond its limits. We are experiencing a team that has been hit in all of its weak spots. They lost their best shooter. They lost their point guard. We're experiencing a team that was not prepared for their margin for error to thin and get smaller. What we've seen throughout the league and what we see especially in the playoffs is that shooting solves a lot of problems. That a team that can space the floor out with shooters gives defenses a whole lot more problems and a whole lot more to think about. A team with multiple guys who can get hot from beyond the arc and put up big games, the same way Terrence Ross does, to be perfectly honest, are teams that stay in games when they don't have their best, giving their star players chances to recover and eventually win. Just look at you know how Eric Pascal played, even, for the Warriors in last night's game against the Lakers, or how Kyle Kuzma was playing to, get, to help the Lakers kind of keep that lead up as much as they could before Golden State ultimately came back and won that game. You see those examples all the time. And it's beginning to come clear that while Jeff Weltman has put this emphasis on length to help build the defense, thinking you can't teach a guy who has insane physical attributes. You can't teach that. My dad used to tell me you can't teach height. You either have it or you don't. But... It's also becoming more apparent that while shooting can be improved, shooting is a skill you must have. And you either have it or you don't. And what again, what we're seeing is, you know, a guy like Tyler Hero is a perfect example. Didn't have the measurables that that the Magic wanted, and we essentially dismissed him. But he's someone that competes. He will learn how to defend. Defense is as much about will as it is about physical attributes. If you have the willingness to defend, you can be taught to defend. 
You'll be taught to make up for some of those differences. And certainly if you can shoot, how long you are isn't as important. Heat finding Tyler Hero was a huge, huge boost to that team. It's probably one of the reasons why they made the finals last year. The Magic, with the resources they have spent, have focused on that length. And again, even that has been pushed to the wayside. You want to talk about a team that's long. The Magic don't have a lot of length. With Aminu out, with Okiki out, with Isaac out, they're throwing lineups out there with Bacon and Ennis as their wings. Not particularly long or defensively-minded players. And so even that plan has crumbled this year. And again, the limits of this Magic roster are being stretched thin. This is not to say it's all Jeff Weltman's fault. It is impossible, impossible to plan for the kind of injuries the Magic have faced this year. And for a team like the Magic with the talent level that they have, it is exceptionally hard to kind of keep your head above water, which is what the Magic are doing right now. They're drowning a little bit right now and they need to kind of keep their head up, keep their heads up and try and find their way. It's not to say the season is lost either. The Magic are 6-8. and eight. They're ninth in the Eastern Conference, and a big host of teams are right there with them. If the Magic go on a 2-3 game winning streak, they're back in the playoff picture. They're back kind of where, they, where they'd be, any, where everyone thought they'd be anyway. The season is not over, and this is not a statement that the season is over by any means. Eventually, Evan Fournier will come back. Eventually, Michael Carter-Williams will come back. Eventually, Chimo Kiki will come back. Eventually, probably, Alf Rukuminu will come back. And when the Magic are healthy again, they will play better because they will have better players. The players the Magic are relying on right now are not the players they ever imagined having to rely on for more than spot minutes and maybe a game here or there. This is a talent-deficient team, and it is showing itself every time. But... Still, we have to account for this team's weaknesses and why this team is struggling with the exact things we all knew they would struggle with. The exact things that we all knew they'd struggle with for years now. Jeff Wellman's not on the hot seat. Don't let, don't let me think that I don't let me let you think that I believe that. He's done a very good job in Orlando. But we all sense that this team is due for change. We still sense that in the big picture. And standing pat is no longer going to cut it because this team does need an injection of talent. And frankly, they want to lower that margin for error if they want to give themselves a chance. They want to win games like this when they're struggling. Get some more shooting. Because this team's roster has reached its limit. And we're seeing that limit play out as they're facing the most adversity. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places to download podcasts for your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omdine, of course. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Phil Boston. I'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.